This is the intersection of faith and culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. We're thrilled to have you with us on the program and, uh, and, and, and thrilled to have you taking steps, you know, not just listening, but actually taking action. We're really big on that around here because it's all about rebuilding the walls, actually rebuilding the foundations. That's what they did in Nehemiah. That's what we're doing here in America. That's what this organization is all about. Founded by David Barton years ago, he's not only our founder, he's America's premier historian. Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders, he's with us as well. And I'm Rick Green, former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach. Later in the program, we've got Christian Adams joining us. We're going to be talking about some of those things in the uh, voter integrity um, battles that are taking place right now. But right now, I want to challenge you to visit our websites and make sure that you're part of the solution. When I say take action, that that does make you part of the solution. And there's so many things you can be doing. You can be a constitution coach. You can be uh, out there, you know, hosting a class in your home or living room, uh, you know, right there in your living room, in your home, or at, a, at your church or at the local library. You could be, be doing library readings like Kirk Cameron did. We've talked about that as well. There's so many things you can do to make a difference. We want to encourage you to get engaged. So visit our websites today to learn more. You can go to wallbuilders.com, wallbuilderslive.com. If you want to be a coach, you can go to patriotacademy.com. In fact, speaking of that, you can join us for our big kickoff. It's just a couple of weeks away. It's uh, going to happen on April 22nd at the uh, campus in Fredericksburg, Texas. We're opening our campus there. We've got the ranges almost done and the buildings are, and a couple of buildings already up and a lot of work to do over the next few years to build that campus out with Independence Hall and everything else. But right now it's ready to go for our constitutional defense courses, which will start right after the groundbreaking. But come have fun with us on the 22nd. April 22nd, Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman from Colorado, will be with us. Uh, country music legend John Rich will be with us. It's just going to be an amazing, amazing Saturday. And then stay over for the constitutional defense course if you can. All right, David and Tim, later in the program, Christian Adams will be with us. We're going to be addressing this topic that, you know, I know we all three get this question all over the place. When I see people are really in despair, the number one thing they ask about is elections. They're like, I'm in despair because I feel like I can't count on the elections anymore. And they just don't hear about the victories. They don't hear about the states where we're turning things around, the legislation that's been passed to start tightening this thing up, the the, the, the people that are willing to push back. And uh, honestly, candidates like Carrie Lake that are will, willing to take it to the courts, even if she doesn't win, ultimately, she's willing to fight. She's willing to let them know. There's a lot of that going on, but there's also a lot of good good uh you know changing of the of the rules back to the way that it that it ought to be we got a long way to go i'm not trying to be pollyanna here and just wave the flag we got a long way to go but i just think it's important for us to tell people don't give up stay in the fight uh we are working hard all over the country to change this thing and and we've seen some good victories but we still got a long way to go yeah and you know citizens have really gotten engaged in this and rick as you say we hear the frustration all the time. I don't trust the elections. I, I, I think it was stolen. It's cheated. Whatever. That kind of voice from the people gets to their legislators. They get to elected officials. A lot of folks ran for office because they want to make that change. And so, as you point out, it, changes are happening. Now, it's not as fast as everybody would like. And a lot of that is because it takes a time to go through the court system. It may take a year or two to get some of this stuff litigated. We saw that even from the last election. But the point is that it's starting to happen. I think we mentioned last year that there were over 2,200 new election laws introduced across the nation, all 50 states. This is something really high focus. Now, it's hard to get a lot of those passed because it's hard to have a conversation between Democrats and Republicans right now 
Democrats seem to want everybody to vote. Doesn't matter what country you come from or doesn't matter whether you're a citizen or not. And we don't care if you vote real often. And, and Republicans, no, we want it tighter. We want to make it really sure clean the roll. And here come the federal lawsuits. You're trying to suppress the vote by cleaning up the rolls. So this is not an easy battle. The other side has used this for a long time. They're not going to give up the tools they've got just because we want to do something different. But one of the things that I'm encouraged about is here about, I don't know, Rick, you may remember, Eric started, what, seven, eight, ten years ago. It was going to be that, that database network of, and I think 35 states got into it, and they were going to share information so they could clean their rolls and get dead people off and make sure somebody wasn't in one state. And there. I think it was probably 10, 12 years ago, uh, a study was done where the 52,000 people that voted in New York also voted in Florida. The snowbirds, you know, they, they live in, in New York and they come to Florida in the winter and voted in both states. And so there, there was an effort to get some of that cleaned up where people can't do that. And I think it was a conservative group that actually started this, this network. But now in the last few years, that group has become fairly liberal. And so we've seen now nearly a dozen states jump out of Eric and say, we're going to create our own database because what you're giving us is not good information. It's not reliable. You're not keeping it up to date. We can't tell when there's double voting or anything else. And so Florida and Missouri and, and West Virginia and Texas and Louisiana and Ohio and Iowa and Alabama, all these others have left that group and they're starting a new group where they can make sure that the voting rolls are really good. So this is not the stuff that makes the news, but it is stuff that's happening and hopefully it'll get us some confidence growing back into our system. Uh, certainly there will be election fraud. There, there's nothing new about that because humans are involved. I think we talked in a program a year ago about how that mail-in ballots, when that started in the 1864 election, it was massive fraud then. That's when you had your first federal prosecutions of election fraud was in the mail-in ballots in 1864 with Democrats putting military names on ballots to vote for McClellan against Lincoln and that went to court and guys got in trouble for it. So there's nothing new about election fraud. It's just you want to make it as hard as possible to cheat, as easy as possible to vote. And there's some great groups out there doing excellent work um, taking these states to court and, and hold them accountable for their own laws. And it's just it's some good news going across the country on this. All right, well, we're going to dive a little deeper into some of those victories that are happening across the country. Christian Adams is going to be with us, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Stay with us. You're listening to Wallbuckers. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Alexis de Tocqueville, a political official from France, traveled to the United States in 1831 and penned his observations in the now famous book, Democracy in America. Being from France, what he found in America was completely unexpected to him. He reported, upon my arrival in the United States, the religious aspect of the country was the first thing that struck my attention. And the longer I stayed there, the more I perceived the great political consequences resulting from this. In France, I had almost always seen the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom marching in opposite directions. But in America, I found that they were intimately united and that they reigned in common over the same country. De Tocqueville recognized that it was biblical Christianity and the morals it produced that made America great. For more information about Alexis de Tocqueville and the positive influence of Christianity in early America, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Christian Adams is with us. He's president of the Public Interest 
Legal Foundation, working on the election integrity issue, which everybody is concerned about. Christian, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Well, the the most often comment I get from people is that uh, the system's broke. There's no point in voting. You know, we can never fix it, which, of course, we don't agree with around here. We think we work on it and, and make it better. And that's something that you're doing. So, so tell us a little bit about how you guys are doing that. Right. Well, that attitude sounds like a French surrender monkey, right? right? That doesn't work. That's right. So, look, here's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing lawsuits around the country when governments or states don't follow the law, like we did in Delaware when they were doing illegal mail voting. The Delaware Constitution doesn't allow it. So we got it struck down as unconstitutional against the Constitution of Delaware. So no mail voting in Delaware because of that. Excellent. We're suing states like Michigan who have dirty voter rolls. They won't. There's dead people on the active voter rolls who died 30 years ago, and they're still on the rolls in Michigan. So there's things that can be done. You just have to do them. How do you? Well, I guess back up and show us how you. How do you start that process? Like, does if someone knows something like that is happening in their state, they just contact you and say, "Hey, have you looked into my my particular area in my state?" I mean, is that how you end up getting a lot of these cases? Uh, yeah, it depends. It, it depends on which state. But you're right. It, it, you basically do analysis of the voter rolls, for example, in Michigan, and discover all these problems with dead registrants uh, in places like. Oh, New York City, we're suing over allowing non-citizens to vote there. That's just in the news and you find out. But we've done work along the Rio Grande Valley, uh, down in Zavala County, Star County, where you just see there's problems and you go to court to fix them. What do you see as the the most important fights? Like, what are the linchpins or the, the inflection points for turning this thing around where we can have faith in our elections again? Yeah, the biggest issue, I think, uh, in the last 30 years is the problem of non-citizens getting on the voter rolls. That's why we're litigating in Pennsylvania. That's why we won a case in North Carolina to get records related to this problem. In Pennsylvania, it is a fact, not a conspiracy theory, but a fact, according to election officials, that anywhere between 10,000 and 100,000 foreigners got on the voter rolls in Pennsylvania for the last 25 years. We want to know how that happened, why that happened, what did they do to fix it. That's why we're litigating in court for the records. But it's a fact that this happened, and I think it's the biggest problem in the country. I think that's why California transformed the way it did, is because of non-citizens voting in California elections. It's not always part of a conspiracy. Sometimes it's just a breakdown, and I think it's breaking down all over the country. We know it happened in North Carolina. We know it's happening in Texas. We know it happens in Pennsylvania. So I think that is our number one problem. And, and what's the key? To, tell me again now, what's the key to, to, to reversing it? Yeah, the key, and it, it should have happened It should have happened in the last administration, but didn't. And that is for the federal government to make available in a real and effective way the names of non-citizens that they have in their save database at DHS, people who are in the immigration system. The federal law requires the federal government to make it available, but in practice, they make it almost impossible to use. And so even during the last administration, where this should have been a no-brainer, uh, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, was not making it available to the states to use in an effective way to figure out who the non-citizens were on the voter rolls. That, that's interesting. That's the exact opposite of where my brain went, right? I, I was thinking, okay, you got to prove you are a citizen. What you're saying is you end up with a list— that clearly says you are not a citizen, and therefore you're saying then the state 
basically bumps those lists up next to each other and says when that person registers, they're able to look at that and go, no, sorry, uh, this is one thing you can't do here. You're welcome to work here and you're welcome to do the things that, that, that you've been allowed to do as a legal citizen, as a as a legal immigrant coming in. But you cannot vote. It, it's literally a um, a disqualification list, essentially. Right, because don't forget, under the na- under Motor Voter of 1993, whoever fills out that form that says, you know, yes, I want to vote, is going to get on the voter rolls automatically. There's no front-end citizenship validation anywhere in the country. You can't do it. Mm. It's against federal law. If they fill out that form that says, yes, I'm a citizen, and then they sign it, then they have to go on the voter rolls. And a lot of these non-citizens are just flashing through the form. It's like, you know, you're at a, like a supermarket checkout, just, or you have your credit card in the machine. It's like, do not remove. Oh, wait, now remove. You know, it all happens so fast that you don't, they don't pay attention. And that's how aliens are getting on the rolls. Wow. Okay. And then, and then how, do you have any kind of a, uh, quantification, like, can we measure that right now? Do you have estimates of how many are on the rolls and, and how many are actually well, voting? That's why the Pennsylvania lawsuit that we're involved in is so important, because we know it's somewhere between 10,000 and 100,000 in Pennsylvania. Wow, that's the difference. Well, it, except Pennsylvania has more tie elections than any other state. They've got a couple hundred tie elections in Pennsylvania. So even if you had one alien on the voter roll, it could be making a difference. Hmm. But uh, in Pennsylvania, we know it's a problem. We're trying to get to the bottom of it so we can learn so it doesn't happen in other states. I love it. I love it. Man, this is such important work, Christian. How can people support you and what you're doing? Well, we're a tax-deductible charity. It's 501c3. You can go to publicinterestlegal.org. 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 So tax-deductible contribution there. And then if they have, I mean, I'm assuming you're just you're going all over the country. So if they have a a, a potential you know situation in their state, uh, they can send that to you? Absolutely. Be happy to talk. All right. So tell, tell me before I let you go, what would you say are your your top three cases right now that you're working on? Well, the New York citizen allowing aliens to vote is a big deal. Maryland is actually allowing children to vote for school board. I'm, I'm, you heard that correct. The connection was not bad. They're allowing kids as young as sixth grade to vote for a school board seat in Maryland. We're, we're wow. there. Yeah. It's coming to a town near you. Don't think it's an outlier. This is very important to people to have children voting. And we're in a fight with Michigan over dirty voter rolls. We've got like 14 active lawsuits, but I think those are our three biggest. Oh, keep going then, man. I, this is incredible. So, so wait, we've got uh, you got a suit to, to stop illegals from voting in New York. You got a suit to stop kids from I have not heard that. I, I can't believe yeah. that. Okay, so kids voting in. In Maryland, uh, the third one was Michigan. Lots of dead registrants, dead voters on the rolls, and uh, we've been in litigation with Michigan to try to get that clean. And, and that one would would affect uh, would is that a federal suit? So it could potentially affect other states too, yeah. and, and allow you to use yeah. that as a as a club to make them do the right thing. Okay, get, exactly. give me a couple more, man. Sounds like you got some incredible suits going. Well, I mean, we have four cases against uh, states that hide election records. Uh, namely Colorado, D.C., Alaska, Louisiana. They're part of something called ERIC, and they're not allowed to give up any of their records if they're a member of ERIC. It's like being in a secret club. You can't comply with public information laws. Drill down on that one for a second. So you're you're saying, like, after the fact, you want to investigate whether or not 
you know, the 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 election was accurate, they they don't release any of the information. Yeah, the the stuff they used to keep the voter rolls clean, like, like the records, the who did you remove, who do you think is dead, who's a non-citizen, uh, all of the tools that they use are public under federal law. But these states that I just named, Alaska, Louisiana, Colorado, D.C., which, of course, is not a state, but bear with me. Yeah. Uh, they are part of an agreement called ERIC to hide public records. And so we're trying to have that agreement declared illegal under federal law so the public can see what's actually going on. Yeah, that would be that would prevent the very thing. You know, the first time I saw this really becoming an issue was 08, I guess it was, with Catherine Engelbrecht in, in Houston. I remember doing a constitution class for her her group there for True the Vote. I mean, they were literally going in and able to use the public records to help clean up the, the voter rolls, get the people off that had died, all of those things. What you're saying is in those four states, you can't do that. You, you don't have access uh, as, a, as a volunteer group to go in and do that. That's right. They, they, uh, they, they hide these records uh, from the public, and that's why we're suing to break it down. Man, I, I, you got a lot going on, brother. Man, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you to all the people that support you and, and allow, it to, you know, you know, allow you to be able to do this good work. Um, how would you end this uh, you know, for our listeners in terms of hope to, to, to have faith in their elections again? Is this a I keep telling everybody, look, this is a 10-year fight, 20-year fight. This is not going to end overnight. We're going to have to scratch and claw in the trenches for a while to turn this thing around because there's 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 some some bad apples out there and there's some some bad entrenchments within the system. What do you think in timeline-wise uh, to, to, to get people back to having faith in elections again? Well, it's already improving. I mean, that I think we're going to have to do some more things on making sure Election Day means Election Day, mm. that we don't wait for a month for results. I think that's the next big fight, and I know we'll be involved in that fight. Uh, so I think that things are better than they were in 2020. But if you don't participate, you surrender the system to people who disagree with you. It's that simple. Yes. Yeah. Amen. All right, brother. I, I told you I'd keep you 10 minutes. So um, I, I, okay. I would I would love to have another uh, have you back on and talk about I'd love to talk about what means to have an election day. What's the constitutional definition of that? And uh, we've gotten to having an election month instead of election day and how to get away from that. Do you think there's any chance of that? I mean, can, can we get back to that? Well, let's let's I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but that's what we're going to try to accomplish. Excellent. Excellent. Christian, thank you, man. Have a great day. Appreciate you coming on. OK, take care. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. 
We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. That was Christian Adams from the Public Interest Legal Foundation. David and Tim, you know, we, we're always saying on Good News Friday, look, lots of good stuff out there. This could be a Good News Friday program. And you could hear optimism in Christian's voice. Man, he, I mean, he's right there on the front lines. He sees this stuff every day. He gets the complaints and the, and, the, and the stories all over the country every day. And he's still optimistic that we can turn this thing around. Well, Rick, I got to point out, I think he infected you. Because your voice got faster and more rapid, you got more excited. I, I, I didn't know that, so I, I think it was good for you as well as Christian. Tell everybody else it was. But there's so much out there, and and there are so many things starting to change in the right direction. And just the fact that you're getting sunlight on this is really good. And you know, as as Christian was going through some of the things, he was talking about even the the dead people that are still in rows are all supposed to be taken off, and some have been there for a while. I don't know that I shared this with you guys. I know Tim knows it, but back when we were doing all those those meetings before the election last November, we were in Michigan doing several meetings up there, and some great guys got elected. But we had churches up there that would take their people and would go get voter rolls from Michigan and just start working their way through it and going down the rolls. And as they were doing that, there was there was a lady up there who found a guy named Jason Daniels. And it showed that he had voted twice in 2020, which is not a good deal. Now, the machine didn't catch that. She did. But here's what's funny. Jason Daniel was born in 1850 and voted twice in 2020. So the dude's 170 years old and voted twice, and he's I still on the voter I want what he's roll. taking, man. I, I want to know what, exactly. what's that elixir that we need to be selling on wall builders that would fund every ministry in the country if it would make you live to 170 whatever. Yeah. That's a, you know, but that's the kind of problem when you don't take dead people off the rolls and you have literally millions of dead people on the rolls. It's easy for fraud to happen. But it's really great to hear what Christians doing and and the things that they're going. I had no clue they had so many different lawsuits going in so many different states on so many different issues and all about simply enforcing the law and cleaning up voter rolls. It was really good news. Well, I think one of the take home messages for us guys and everybody at home is you don't give up. You know, and you and when you see this stuff happening. If it's happening in your community or your county or whatever, there are law firms, there are people like Christian Adams that we can go to and and take these things to. And then there are candidates that, and and, and I remember this as a candidate. Listen, if if you quote unquote lose, uh, you know, and even in my race when I lost by twenty votes, it was like you know, there's definitely that crowd that's saying, oh, just don't be a sore loser, don't fight it, don't question it, all that. And we did a recount and we ended up winning by thirty six votes. And so when someone like Carrie Lake takes the fight. You know, to the level that she is, she's appealing these cases. She's bringing the evidence. She's got all this stuff from Maricopa County, and you know she's hearing every day from Republicans saying, "Don't be a sore loser, just go away." But she's willing to fight that legal fight. And we've always said transparency, verification, and legal remedies. So if you take it to court and you lose, okay, fine. Now you get ready for the next fight. But use your remedies. You know, one of the things too about this was following the law. This is all about following the law. The laws are already there. Just enforce yeah, the laws. That's right. And as Christian was talking about that, I was reminded of the fact that we know Constitution Day is out there, September 17th, and all the schools are supposed to do Constitution Day, right? That's the law. Do you know what else is in that law? That law says that on Constitution Day, every federal employee is to receive instruction in the Constitution on Constitution Day. And that's part of the law. How much better would the country be if every federal employee on Constitution Day were to have training on the Constitution? I mean, it's a great law, but if you don't enforce the laws, it doesn't make much difference. 
And so, by the way, people now that you know that, you ought to go to your schools, you ought to go to the post office, anywhere else, that their federal employees are supposed to be getting training on the Constitution on Constitution Day, and kids are supposed to be taught that on Constitution Day. Man, once you find out what the law is, go help enforce it. Go help uphold it. It's passed for a reason and for a purpose, and that's that's one of those great laws. But that was just something that when Christian was talking about all the laws that they're pursuing and chasing, and some we don't even think about. It's really good to see people trying to uphold the law. Well, guys, this is too why we, we 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 should not look at the world in a pessimistic lens, uh, which we have some friends uh, who are very pessimistic and uh, people that we love very dearly who are like, nope, America's not the book of Revelation and, and America's over. We are people who study history. We understand about the rise and fall of nations. We we know what the Bible says, that God will raise up a nation and tear down a nation and that there are pointed boundaries and seasons for nations and that God will raise a king up and, and take a king down. We, we get it. We understand that America is not as a nation promised forever. However, God's principles do still work and God always preserves a remnant. There are biblical truths and we know that even in the midst of this, when God told the Israelites to enter the promised land and there were some people going, man, the giants are too big. We were grasshoppers in our own sight, meaning the battles are bigger than we think we are able to win. There's no way we can win this battle. We shouldn't even bother fighting. And if you remember from the, the, this is from the book of Numbers, there were leaders from the 12 tribes and only two came back saying, guys, we can do this. Let's, let's get involved. Let's go, let's go fight and win this fight. It was Joshua and Caleb. And we want to make sure we are always in the Joshua and Caleb camp, that we are the advocates saying that even though with man, this might be impossible, with God, all things are possible. And if God's called us to do something, we're going to do what God has called us to do. We want to make sure that we are the ones that, didn't let freedom die on our watch because we were inactive and chose not to get involved. We're going to be the John Quincy Adams. The duty is ours. Results are God's. And guys, fortunately, the good news is we are seeing some positive activity. We are seeing some good changes along the way. So there is a reason to be hopeful and optimistic. I remember hearing about Rome. I've never been to Rome, but I remember hearing that it wasn't built in a day. And I think what that means is it takes time to get this done. And so we can't grow weary in well-doing. Be patient, be faithful, continue to show up. And over time, we can turn this thing around. Well, thanks for listening today, folks. We appreciate you being a part of the Wall Builders family. Also visit our websites, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the program, wallbuilders.com, wallbuilderslive.com. And then also, if you want to be a part of that groundbreaking on April 22nd or join us for the Constitutional Defense Course, you can check all that out at patriotacademy.com. You've been listening to Wall Builders. We stand undivided.